From the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, here's what's new today. Welcome back. You have Jay Taft with the Rockford Register Star and rrstar.com's weekly sports podcast, Not Just a Game. Once again, we're going to try and get the guests in here to kind of break down what's going on out there in our sports world. And this week I have um, a gentleman who's going to be one of the first to be getting his sports organization playing games in front of fans. Um, I'm talking about Chad Bauer, the Rockford Rivets general manager. And as of earlier this week, uh, Chad Bauer's Rivets got the approval to bring their team back in and start practicing and prepare for a July 1st uh, season opener. Let's hear what Chad Bauer has to say about the rivets and uh, how they're going to go about opening their doors again here pretty soon. All right. Well, first of all, Chad, I, I know you have four teens uh, right now, and I just want to know how you guys and your family have made it through this pandemic. It's just been such a, a weird and crazy time for all of us. How have you guys managed the past few months? Oh, it's been a little bizarre. I mean, you go from going full tilt to uh, and having sports every weekend and and practices every night to everyone's at home. <laughs> so uh, it's crazy. Yeah, so it's been a little bizarre from that. Yeah, how have your um, teens? We'll, have your teens made it through? Okay, you, everybody get oh yeah get everything done that they needed to get done. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did the online schooling. They're going to be in the next grade next year. So if everyone passed, so that's a good thing. <laughs> that is a good um, thing. <laughs> Let's put it. Yeah, so that. Now put on your general manager's hat a little bit more. And, and again, backtrack to um, two and a half months ago or so. Um, what has it been like from your standpoint when this first came down and everything was was put on hold and how you guys have kind of worked your way through this behind the scenes a little bit? Yeah, well, the worst thing was, you know, it, it really hit it really hit us during our main sales season. Um, you know, we get to March and that's when we're going and following up with people that we've talked to. Uh, getting sponsorship deals signed, booking group outings and all that. And uh, we got to that first or second week of March when this hit and everything came to a screeching halt. Um, so it's it's really affected us adversely from that standpoint. Um, you know, and then you go through uh, job uncertainty with a lot of people, people getting laid off. Um, you know, fortunately for us, we, we were right at the point where we were going to start ramping up our staff uh, that time of year and, and we we're able to not have people hired at that point in time yet because of you know the pandemic happening so um so we didn't bring people on that that um we didn't bring people on that were going to be here for the summer yet at quite at that point so um but yeah so it's been you know that that part's been pretty uh that's been challenging um when you have um you know when, and obviously it really challenged our cash flow um, and then we had sponsors that were already paying, and some were able to continue to pay, and others were able to had this shut the spigot off. I mean, it's hard to ask for uh, it's hard to ask for money from companies when they're laying employees off, um, you know, to to do advertising for baseball team. Um, of course, we you know we still have to 
create income as well because we got to support ourselves and pay our rent and keep our utilities on and stuff too. So um, I'm hoping we've you know we've had some conversations. We're going to have a lot more conversations now that we know we're going to have a season. Hopefully we can go back to a number of those sponsors and and uh, talk to them about you know doing something with us this year to help us out, even if it's extending things out or. You know, doing something like that, get creative. From a business model standpoint, this has just been disastrous timing and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, we'd have we'd right now we'd be in, you know we'd be almost a month into the season already, um, and we would have had other events in May that we were planning. Um, you know, we had concert events we were planning out, uh, mapping out, and those have all been shelved. So it's been uh, we've had to get a little creative with how we're doing things. One of the things we did come up with. Um, I talked to Amanda from Walk and Roll, and and uh, they wanted we were going to have a, a giant food truck rally out at the ballpark and at the end of Memorial Day weekend, but because of the pandemic, we had to dice that. So we wound up coming up with this thing we call it food truck drive through. So every Wednesday and Thursday night, you can come out here, and we got five or six food trucks uh-huh. that are out here that uh, people can come pick up food and and take it to their house, fitting take it somewhere and eat it, fitting so. for the times too, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, the first night we did it, we didn't we we kind of snafu'd a little bit. We didn't know how the things were going to flow. We had about six hundred cars come out here the first night, and the people were waiting like almost three hours to get food. It was like, uh, yeah, we got to change some things here. So the next night was better. It had less people. I think our comfortable amount of people to come out here is probably around you know three hundred people. Um, you know, over the course of four hours, that seems to be about the sweet spot of where people where we can ha- you know where the trucks can handle. The, the food and get it out in time and i mean traffic we streamline that so that's not an issue anymore but it's just getting the food created you know prepped in time and served um so chad i mean we've been here and things are starting to kind of squeak back into existence even some sports um you you hear about it as much as anything you don't see it really yet it hasn't really come to fruition yet but we're in phase three we're working our way towards phase four in illinois um but lo and behold you guys have gotten a plan okayed by the state and the health department which i want you to give us a little take on what what the process was for you to go through to get this kind of approval um, yeah, but you guys have received this this go ahead, and you could be the first or one at least one of the first teams to play in front of fans um, for a sporting event come July first when you are planning on on opening things up. Um, so give us an idea of what it took to what the process was for you to go through to get to this point and now where are we at and what's it going to take here to keep moving forward yeah fortunately for us our league uh kept kept their eye on the ball and and was it you know didn't knee-jerk react and cancel everything right away like you know a lot of other leagues just gave up and canceled it and we kind of hung in there and said you know things are going to change over time here let's just sit tight and adapt as it comes well and that's the north mid-woods league correct 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 about mid-may we started talking to uh we had we were having phone calls weekly or bi-weekly phone calls and where things were at well about mid-may things started coming apparent that north dakota was ahead of the game in opening things up because they weren't affected as much given their population and location and stuff um so the guys from North Dakota, John Bollinger, GM up there, he came up with this game plan of, hey, 
if nobody else can open, I want to be able to have games in Bismarck. Um, so they came up with this pod concept where we would take teams. We have 22 teams in our league. We would take teams or form teams uh, in pods. So, if, like, for instance, North Dakota is starting on Monday night. This is their, Monday's their first games. They got three teams out there. Um, they formed an extra team off the lark, so they formed a second team. And then Thunder Bay's team uh, moved their players over to, um, basically moved their roster of players over to Bismarck. So Bismarck's got three teams playing in their pod. So every game, every night, every day, there's going to be a game, and they just keep rotating who they play. And it's like a mini league. Correct, correct. It's like a mini league. So what happened was when that started taking place, and John did a ton of legwork going through health departments and government over in North Dakota. Well, he kind of gave us a little bit of a. This is kind of how you guys can do it, and that's when I got the sitting down i called mayor jury up because i needed to find out what was going on because obviously we're supposed to have a may 26 start date we knew that wasn't going to happen but we figured well when can we do this um so i talked to mayor jury we had some discussions he said why don't you send me your plan so i you know spent some time we wrote up a plan um and we sent it over to the mayor and he looked at it i sent it over to the health department dr martell and uh we had some meetings immediately. I mean, the, the response we got from the health department was really good. I mean, it was it was quick. Uh, they turned it around real quick with us because they realized, you know, what this would mean for our business on the you know, on the business side. Obviously, with you know, we got to get things up and running. We got three months to really our, our season makes or breaks us. So, um, so they got went through the plan. Yeah, they went through the plan. They reviewed the plan. They gave us some suggestions or some ideas or you know questioned a few things we were trying to do and got clarification on that. And and uh, they came out to the ballpark, looked at what we were trying to do. And I think part of the comfort with what we're doing is we're a giant outdoor facility. We got thirty five hundred plus seats out here. Um, so breaking it down and leaving social distancing space between the seats, we're looking at somewhere around that twelve hundred mark being our capacity. Um, so that was, I think that was a, that was a big thing for them to, uh, know that we'd really thought it through. And with that, they submitted it to the state. And, um, I talked to Dr. Martell, uh, earlier in the week and, uh, she said, let's, let's do this. I think we can do this successfully. I think this could be, this could end up being some kind of a, almost somewhat of a model for the rest of the teams and venues when they start opening up. So yeah, all across the state, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So this was Thursday that the the official word came down that you were back on. Um, it was last week, or it was earlier in the week on uh, Monday, I believe it was. Oh, okay. This that we okay. that we got the official word because we had a we had a Tuesday deadline. We had to submit to our league to say, are we in or are we out? And uh, I talked had a conversation with them on uh, I believe it was Monday, and I'm, my days are starting to melt together. <laughs> but I believe it was Monday, and. Uh, and they were there so let's let's do this we think you can do this right let's do this and you know just follow your practices and right now you guys are part of a six team pod is that correct but i think you said there could be a couple more teams jumping in correct we had uh six teams five teams from wisconsin in our pod um so it's predominantly wisconsin um any cities so basically it's the same kind of thing any cities that any of the teams could get approvals from their local governments uh, we're able to uh, come on into the league for the July 1st start. Um, we've got another deadline coming up for teams that didn't make that July 1st deadline. Um, those teams would be added 
those teams will be added July 15th if they can get their um, approvals by the deadline. Now, you had mentioned to me that you're going to start bringing coaches and players in as early as next week. Now, this is correct. This is not one of those situations where all the teams are going to be living in one town. You guys, all the six or however many teams end up in this pod, are going to stay in your own hometowns and travel to the different stadiums for games, correct? Correct. Okay. And Correct, yeah. And your players are, I mean, next week, they're, they'll be here, huh? Yep, they're going to start trickling in next starting next week. So it's crazy. Um, basically, what, basically, what we've done is we've put procedures in place. Every team's got procedures in place for the players. Um, one of the things we're going to start doing is next week, beginning next week, we start monitoring their temperatures. They start doing self-assessments. They take their temperature every day. They report it to the coach. We record those temperatures because um, that's one of the that's one of the main symptoms of the COVID is you know having a high temperature, um, having a fever. So if you uh, if they have that or or hit one of these other questions, now they got to kind of sit back and say, all right, where am I at with this? Um, and then if the symptoms persist, then they will need to seek out medical advice on on you know, do I need to get tested or what do you guys, you know, what do you think? And it kind of goes from there. Yeah. That brings us to, this is, there's such a buzz out there and people are so starved for their sports right now. I know I am. Um, but you know, you're a smart man. You've got to do this right. You've got to do it safely because if it backfires on you, you're back to ground zero. Um, give me an idea of what are some of the key, uh, things that you're implementing here to make sure this stays the course. Yeah. Um, you know, number one, a lot of this is like the new common sense, if you will. Um, you know, wash your hands, uh, use hand sanitizer, um, you know, social distance yourselves, wear a mask. Um, those are all these new things that we've come to find out here in the last few months that it's kind of the, what we got to do. Um, so as you, as people come, I'll give you an idea, as people come up to the stadium, there's going to be signage out in front of the stadium, you know, asking you, do you have any of these symptoms? Um, if you do, you know, we, we'd, prefer, we'd rather have you go home. Um, if, uh, as they pull, as they come up and wait in line for tickets or wait in line for the gates, um, they're going to be six foot spacing marks between them, uh, between groups. So we're going to have that. As people come into the gates, we're trying to implement a system where, where our ticket people don't even touch their tickets because we want to eliminate touch points is a big thing. Um, so they're going to, people are going to show their tickets, probably rip their own ticket and put part of the stub into, the, into a container, and, and that'll be that for the night with those. Um, as they come in also, they'll be, you know, to keep people out of the entranceway of the stadium, we're going to, we're going to have more people doing ushers. More staff will be on board doing to do ushers and wait staff so they'll kind of guide people to where they're supposed to be sitting and and get them in um, there'll be many hand sanitizing stations and wipes around the stadium um, people will be offered a wipe if they want to wipe down their seat if they feel comfortable doing that um, you know we have to do uh, you know with that we got to do a lot more cleaning at the stadium um, on a daily basis with uh, within the seating bowl obviously the restrooms always get cleaned but seating bowl um, uh, just every area of the stadium that normally you know the seating bowl usually you can get by with not having to do as an intensive clean it's going to have to be a lot more intense now um, so every every game after we're going to have to 
the next day we end up coming through and putting a, a bleach solution onto the seats, uh, spraying them down, and and uh, then they'll be ready for the next night. Um, restrooms, people going to the restrooms. We're gonna we, our game plan is to position somebody outside the restrooms, um, put a table there with some sanitizer, some wipes. Um, those people also be in charge of going through the restrooms and and giving them a sweep here and there. Uh, wiping things up every every couple innings or so just to make sure things are keeping clean um, uh, you know the restrooms also you'll notice that we're gonna end up blocking off some stalls and urinals so every other one is probably the, the game plan for that so uh, mid-game we may switch up and shift everything over and block off the other ones and go that route um, but you know, those are things we're gonna learn as we go um, from a concession standpoint uh, we plan on utilizing uh, four different concession lines um, but in an effort and they're going to be spaced out with the six foot spacing um, they'll have the table in front to keep some distance between the servers and the and the uh, the fans um, the other thing we're gonna have to do is we're gonna probably hire more staff with those ushers they're gonna double as wait staff so they will go down to your seat they'll take orders they'll bring the orders back up to concessions and they'll deliver the food um, so there's a lot of different moving parts. Um, at the end of the game, if there's a large crowd remaining at the end of a game, we may have to uh, dismiss people by sections um, so that we don't have a large influx of people at the gate at the end of the game. So there's a lot of different things on the fan side that we have to do. A lot of things are changing, but there's going to be baseball out on the diamond, right? Yes, there will be baseball. And then, <laughs> ironically enough, the baseball... Uh, I mean, I've been doing this for, I've had teams in this league for, I'm trying to think here, back to 07, so this will be my 13th year of teams. Um, I've never seen a roster like this uh, with the talent on it. Um, and what's happened is all these other leagues shutting down has made different colleges send some of their star players over to our league to get the time because we're one of the few leagues playing. Um, so we've got you know, two starting pitchers from LSU. We got two starting pitchers from Iowa. Um, you know, we've got frontline players. I think I think I was talking to Josh and I think he said at one time or another, like fourteen or fifteen, there were guys that had been drafted at one point or another, but they chose to go to college. So there's some serious talent coming in here, and I think you're going to see that league wide. So the guys that are playing in this league in in July and August are going to be. You're going to see some really good talent. Boy, everything's amped up because people are so starved to watch some ball right now, aren't they? Yeah, I, th I think you're right. Oh, goodness. And now they're going to get to see some high-level, high, good, skilled players out there as well. I think it's going to be a good year for the Rivets. I'm assuming you guys are preparing yourself. It's, it's a, going to be a little shortened. It's going to be a little different. Um, it's a sprint maybe instead of a marathon a little bit. Um, yeah. But the buzz and the excitement level is unmatched. I can't remember it being <laughs> up to this level that we're seeing and that we're feeling, right? Yeah, I think, like you said, I think people really want, they're starved for entertainment. They want, they want to get back to some normal and, you know, it's kind of funny through history. I think if you look at baseball, it's always been that one constant that's always been there for people to get distracted by what's going on in the real world. And it's also been something that, for the most part, has brought people back you know, together after major events have happened. Yeah. Now, the plan is uh, season would start July 1st. I think I even heard it's a home game right now on the, on the schedule. Yeah, 
Yeah, we will open the season at home here July 1st. I believe that's a Wednesday night. And uh, I think we're in town Wednesday and Thursday, and then we're out of town for a couple nights. And 20 and um, 20, 20 home games, 20 road games. Is that the mat, the road map? Um, I think I think they're, you know, it's not official yet. It'll be official. The schedule will be official at 23rd as we add more teams. But right now I think we're looking at running uh, games all the way through August 20th and then, uh, and then having a two-day postseason where we take – our, of our of our teams within our pod, we're going to take the top. I'm thinking we're probably going to take the top four. That will one game playoff, and then the two the two top teams will play that Saturday night, the 22nd for for the championship. Nice of well, our pod. Yeah, the, everybody will be into that. Boy, I just just to be getting this going is is kind of a rush, and it's kind of neat for everybody. I'm sure you're feeling it over there. Congratulations for getting this going. Um, are you? Uh, is there some nerves in there for you as well, or is the excitement just overtaking everything? Probably more of an adrenaline rush than nervous. <laughs> I mean, I've been I've been through it so many times. Heck, I survived a Snoop Dogg concert. I mean, I can survive anything now. <laughs> I love it. I mean, uh, I mean, we had. We had four thousand plus, forty five hundred plus people out here for Snoop Dogg. I that love was like, it. You got to get Snoop. That was Dogg a, that right. was an experience, boy, man. <laughs> Good Just stuff. prepping for that and getting that to come off. I mean, that was a whole different animal. But I've been Good through deal. enough opening days where I know everything tends to come together. I got a good staff here. They've already been working on things around the stadium, trying to get things ready for that. You know, it's just it's just getting everything together. I got a I got an army of interns coming in in the next week or so to start helping us out. Um, so then we got to train everybody on that. But I think the biggest thing for us is going to be, you know, we got to get the word out. Um, we got to get people to, uh, I can't tell you enough, I, people need to buy tickets early this year. Um, you better buy in advance because we will have to turn people away. If the, if the stadium is full, we can't accept more people. We'll be turning people away the night of the game. So I would highly suggest people buy tickets in advance, get your seats, and come on out and uh, enjoy a good night of baseball. And by full, you mean like a third capacity or whatever. Yeah, this, I mean, that, up to our limit, whatever we're allowed to put in right, here, right. Um, you know, from a social distancing standpoint, that's what we're going to do. And and uh, and like I said, those tickets are going to, I think they're going to go fast, um, you know, especially as things go. I mean, our promotions, we're still kind of trying to figure out how our promotion schedule is going to work yet. Um, obviously, we still want to do fireworks out here. Um, so those will be popular nights, and um, I think, uh, like I said, I, I, last year we averaged, I think I had a conversation with you, last year we had, uh, we averaged over 1,500 people a night on our weekend games, our Friday and Saturday games. Um, so if we're down to, say, about 1,200, um, you know, there's 300 people that are not going to be able to get yeah, in the stadium. Yeah. So. And we mentioned how hungry people are for sports. <laughs> they might be lined up outside waiting to get in. Um, Rockford, Rockford Rivets GM Chad Bauer. Uh, this has been awesome, and uh, I know there's a ton of people really excited to hear what you've had to say today and to see it all unfold. Thank you, Chad. Thanks, Jay. For more from the newsroom of the Rockford Register Star, go online at rrstar.com.